This is Corolla Digital. Hello, my little Brads. It's me, Allison. You might be thinking, why did I call you Brad? That is because right now I am calling you things that one might find in an office supply store, I guess. I mean, for anyone who's new to the show, just know that I used to call people carbs. And then I started calling people meat at the new year. And then I realized pretty quickly that I just didn't feel like calling people steaks and and other protein type things and I'd rather call them paper clips and so now I'm calling you guys brads you know what they are right they're those little gold things that uh that you really don't you Gary when's the last time you used a brad college for what though like putting a bunch of papers into a, a Present, neat presentation yeah a presentation that I had to give that had to be bound somehow and mm-hmm. yeah. hence brads such a weird name for for a, a attack which is what it is essentially. It's yeah. like a tack that can do the splits. Yeah. Well, anyway, I believe we have an iTunes comment. Allison wants your iTunes comments. Allison wants them. Yes, she does. Please leave her some iTunes comments and don't forget to click five stars. All right, this week's iTunes comment comes from Liz H. and it is titled Period Talk. Ha! <laughs> Don't feel weird Based about talking. Beasting Gary in it. Don't Sorry. feel weird about talking about your period, Allison. Oh, I won't. It's, it's Gary that feels weird when I do it. I've often thought about what it is that makes men so uncomfortable about period talk. Is it because it's blood? Is it because <laughs> it comes from the place that brings them pleasure? Men talk about their dicks a lot. I'm sure if I talked about my vagina as much as guys talk about their dicks, I wouldn't have any friends. And menstruation is part of it, I think. I don't know about you, but it took me a while to get used to the idea of semen. The thought of that, the thought that there are microscopic wiggly things in there is enough to ick me out. Yep. So kudos to you for being frank about your period. It's part of our biology, and the more we talk about it, the more hopefully men will get a different perspective on it. By the way, love the podcast. Thank you. When I heard the comment, and now that I'm thinking about microscopic wiggly things, yeah, ick is right. Anyway, I'm mostly just... Uh, keeping this thing going because i know that it bothers gary but i also thought that was an entertaining uh comment and i had asked that same question what is it about periods hence wondering you know if it were ducklings not blood would it be so gross i mean it's a question for the ages anyway thank you for your comment and if you would like to leave what could potentially be the itunes comment of the week just go to itunes and leave a comment and i recommend clicking five stars because that's my favorite um, I think it might be time for fan phone call. All right, I think we're talking to Lindsay first. Hello. Hi, is this Lindsay? Yes. Hey, Lindsay. This is Allison Rosen from Allison Rosen's Your New Best Friend. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Good. You are the fan phone call. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, <laughs> so I I don't know where you are or what your deal is. So fill us in on those questions. Uh, right now I'm currently in Upland. I so. went to college really close to there and I used to go to a coffee place called Espresso Yourself. Uh, I know exactly where that used to be. That's not there anymore. Oh no. What's there now? Um, I think it's a 
refrigerator store or something ridiculous like that. Well, that's terrible news. Um, but I think that you went to college where my stepdad used to be a professor. Oh, really? I went to yeah. Pomona College. Yeah, he taught there for a long time. What did he teach? Uh, he taught English and he taught theater with an emphasis in Samuel Beckett. Who's your stepdad? Uh, his name is Steve Young. Yes, I took philosophy with him. Did you really? He teaches philosophy, right? Uh, he used to, yeah, he's retired now. Yeah, I took continental thought with him. What a weird small world. So that's, you, How that's, funny. that's your stepfather. So your mom is married to him. Yeah. This mm-hmm. is how stepfathers work, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I thought for a second it could be the whole brother-in-law thing where it's like, is this your, if it's a brother-in-law, is it your, you know, I don't need to draw a picture for you guys. I think right. you know what I'm yeah. saying. Right. Yeah. Wow. So to my mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Crazy. That's What's he doing weird. now? Uh, he and my mom live up on a farm in Washington. Huh. Is it now, so yeah. he's totally retired now. Yeah, he's been retired for a few years. Well, he was a really good professor, and one of the things I liked about him was that his policy was he does not give a shit if you show up to class or not. It's just all about how you do, you know, and I I appreciated that. It was very adult. Yeah, he's a pretty cool guy. Yeah. So have you been, do you go to the campus a lot, or did you used to? I did when I was in college. Uh, He taught there while I was in college, and so I would go and visit him. where did you go to college? I went to a Christian college called Azusa Pacific. Hmm. Are you religious? Yeah. Are you very I'm religious? I'm not. Were you then? Uh, I went through a phase where I thought I was religious, and so I went to that school, and it definitely emphasized that I was incorrect. <laughs> what made you think you were? Uh, I met some friends in high school who were homeschooled, Mm-hmm. And uh, they were very religious, and they were fun to hang out with, and it was fun to hang out with the homeschool kids. And so um, they all ended up going to this particular college, and I didn't really care where I went. And so it was kind of like, a, I'm going to apply everywhere, and uh, whoever says yes first, I guess that's where I'll go. Hmm. Um, and that's where I ended up. How did you meet friends in high school who were homeschooled? Where did uh, you meet I them? Community theater. Oh. And homeschool kids rock the community theater scene. I didn't know that, but it makes perfect sense. Yeah. Yeah. So all my friends from high school were community theater homeschool kids. What kind of um, productions did you put on? I want it to be like Pippin or The Mitten. I wish. No, we, it was like Oklahoma and a horrible Christmas show called Here's Love, which is like the musical Miracle on 34th Street. Uh-huh. It's awful. awful. I, I, I saw Oklahoma on, um, not on Broadway, but mm-hmm. like at the Pantages or something, with oh, yeah. Charlotte Ray from Facts of Life in one um, of the key roles. That is amazing. She's one of my favorite people. She's in one of my favorite movies growing up from when I was a kid called The Worst Witch. The Worst Witch? I, I, yeah. Of all people, I should know this, and I've never even heard of this movie. What she gets to play two parts. She plays herself, well, not herself, but she plays her good character of is like this principal of this all girls witch school, and then she also plays her evil twin witch sister. And what does her evil twin witch sister do? Uh, she tries to come take over the school, um, and and make all the witches be bad witches for her evil 
campaign. I don't. Oh, <laughs> I wow. Just, yeah, and it has like Faruja Balk in it when oh. she was uh, young, and Tim Curry, and it's the weirdest but greatest movie. That is a really weird, great movie. This is now. Was it scary? It sounds very campy. It's it's campy. I don't think it was intended to be scary. I think it was. It's kind of like the Harry Potter mm. of that generation. I guess. Oh, I'm sorry. Right. What is it? Yes, you can have go. Sorry, that's that was okay. My child. Oh, so where? So you're in Upland. What are you doing in Upland? Um, this is where I currently live. Uh, I'm actually getting ready to go do an improv show. Oh, that's neat. Where's the yeah. improv show? Or where do you I do think, improv? Uh, I do all my work is in Orange County. So I do improv at a theater called Maverick, which is in Fullerton, and it's a group called Improv Schmimprov. That figures. Right. And then, uh, so I do that at night, but then during the day I do children's theater all over Orange County at elementary schools. Oh, that's cool. You go in and you do classes or you go in and you perform for them? Uh, I go in and perform for them. The kids write stories and their teachers send them to our company. And then we pick like 10 stories per school and we send them in. Like we go into their school and perform. What's the quality of their work really? Uh, It varies. Some schools, um, there's a lot of language barrier. And so it's hard to read a lot of their stories. Um, but I like a lot of the younger kids' stories because the younger kids will write, like, two-sentence stories. Mm-hmm. And um, those are the the most fun to do because they're so ridiculous. Like, um, you know, you take a one-sentence story, like, I went to the store, and you turn it into, like, a 15-minute play. Right. It's like a, the, the script is like a tweet. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so like this sweet. is crazy, the small worldness, because the Steve Young Pomona College thing, but then Orange County, Gary and I are both from Orange County. I, I vaguely, yeah, I remember hearing that. That's, yeah, you guys are from, I'm sure you probably went, like, go to schools that you guys grew up at. And, um, yeah, all my work, I used to live in Orange County, and then I ended up moving back out to here, where I'm from, but I'm trying to, to get back. What, um, where in Orange County did you live? I lived uh, in, like, the Fullerton area. Okay. And then, and this will be interesting to no one but me, but what high school did you go to? I went to Chafee High School. Yes. I have friends who went to Chafee. Do you really? Yeah, I have friends. Isn't Chafee in Laverne? No, Chafee is in Ontario. Um, But still. Yes, I do. That's crazy. Wait, how how are you? How old are you? I'm 31. Okay, my friends are a little older because I run with an older crowd and also because I'm older and I, I don't run with an older crowd. <sighs> anyway, crowd, yeah. Though. I'm sorry, what? Um, I said I ran with an older crowd for a while. I actually did, um, but I'm realizing that my friends who went there were friends from college. So there you go. A lot of people Uh-oh. from there went to Pomona or at least. They did, some, yeah. yeah. They went there and like they went to they went to that whole like Harvey Mudd, Pomona. Yeah, the consortium. Years. Right. So yeah, that conglomeration of schools. So are you godless now? Am I godless? Yeah. No. But I just do it on my own time. Uh, like you have a personal like, relationship? Yeah, like I believe in God and, and um but I I just I don't really like to I guess evangelize about it. Yeah. Um, and that was forced on you a lot at that school. Um, you know, I had to go to chapel three times a week, and I had to take classes on, like, foundations of ministry, and I had to do ministry hours. And 
uh, yeah, it was it was definitely not my thing. It was also a lot of non-public school kids, and I'm very public school, very liberal, and um, I guess forward thinking, and that was not that was not what that school was about. Right. When I was there. Yeah. So, yeah, that's how I felt growing up in Orange County a lot of the time. Yeah, I bet. I bet. Hmm. I can see that. So, how did you start listening to my show? Um, so I started listening to your show. Um, I am kind of a podcast junkie, and I love women in comedy. And uh, so I look for a lot of like storytelling podcasts. And um, I was familiar with Adam Carolla. I used to work in radio um, like seven, eight years ago over for Clear Channel, and so we would run into the same kind of radio people, and so I listened to him for a while, and then I found your podcast, um, and I've been listening, and I love, uh, I think I, the first episode I heard was with Ricky Lindholm, who I adore. Yeah, so, she's great. Yeah, she's really great, and um, I just, I don't know, I, I, your show is probably one of the podcasts that I listen to most consistently. Oh, thanks. Um, Thank you. Yeah. I like that you talk about, like, you know, real crazy relationships and things that you have been through because uh, it, it's familiar. Mm. So, like, uh, I'm in the process of, like, a divorce, but I also had this crazy relationship that just ended. And so I always feel like I need a dose of therapy. Yeah. And so I like to hear that you went to therapy and that it actually worked. Yeah. So, well, thanks. So this really, this one that just broke up, how recently? Yeah. Uh, it just sort of finally wrapped up in September. At least I see, I'm pretty sure that it's over. This is now the longest that we've ever gone without speaking. But Which it was one of those where it would be like, maybe we don't talk for a month. Yeah. Uh, and then he would reappear. But, it, yeah, that it just finally shut itself down, like, in September. Um, I want to say good. Is that the appropriate thing to say? It is good. Yeah. It's good. It was uh, really tumultuous and really crazy and lasted way too long. How long so, did it last? Uh, it went on for like a year and a half. Hmm. Walk mm-hmm. away, Lindsay. <laughs> That's, that was the plan. You think you walk away and sometimes... Then, I know, and then you're like, how did you get in front of me again? Right. You and were behind all, me. Like, how did you right. get on top of me again? <laughs> you, were, right, well. you were behind me. <laughs> How did I end up naked again? I don't understand. Ah, uh, the ones where that happens—that's the worst. That is the worst. Because then you're like, I, you're like, if you're like me a long time ago, it's like, but I, when I set out this evening, I had plans that definitely excluded what just mm-hmm. happened, and now I don't even trust myself. Yeah, exactly. And you find yourself. Uh, parked in your car at like five in the morning going, what the hell just happened? I don't know how I ended up here. Ugh, that just brought me back to the bad car feeling. I forgot about that because most of my bad feelings happened in New York, so it was a bad cab feeling. Right. But that just brought right. me back to the 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 bad Orange County car feelings. Ugh. Uh-huh. Those are those are Some really of the worst, when yeah. You, when you're not quite sure you too, like, like you can legally drive home, so then you have to sit in your car for like an hour, yeah. feeling like the world's biggest loser. Ugh. Gross. So that happened. Yeah, yeah, it's gross. And and we sort of run in the same circle. So it's one of those things where we're bound to run into each other yeah. pretty soon. And 
going to go well. Well, it sounds like you have resolve. Yeah, so far it's good. It's good. I'm sorry, you know, sorry seeing someone else in the night. Oh, good. Yeah. Well, congrats. But you know what? Don't do that thing. Don't do that thing where it's like, I'm just going to wear old underwear and I'm not going to shave. Because then you just end up sleeping with someone with stubbly legs and un- unattractive underwear. Right. Well, what's nice about this boy is that he's, uh, he's a little pretentious. Oh, and, great. And like the perfect, he's almost like the perfect gay boyfriend because he likes everything that I like, like theater and shopping and nice food. And um, But he also likes to have sex with women. So that's a plus. That is. Um, yeah. But so he makes... Like, he doesn't make me, but he makes me feel like I want to, like, go get my nails done and go get a wax. Like, I bought a Brazilian wax on Groupon, and I've actually used it, and that's new and different, so. Does he go with you? No. Okay. No. I don't think he would do well. Right. There. All right. Well, now I know more about your waxing habits than I intended, but that's okay. Well, sure. (laughs) I, listen, I'm not. I'm not ashamed to tell anybody about That's probably something I should work on. I'll tell anybody just about anything. That's my problem. Um, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, thank you so much for letting us yes, call you and enjoy the um, – wait, you're on your way to Orange County. That's what's happening? I am, yeah. I gotta, I'm leaving here in about 15 minutes. Oh, right. For improv Schmimprov. That's right. Okay. Have a good show. Thank you. Bye, Lindsay. Bye. That was fun. She was nice. I want to say I've never actually done I've, – I haven't actually slept with someone with stubby legs and unattractive underwear, I mean, on purpose. <clears throat> I'm sure I have at some point. But I've never done the thing that I said not to do. And the reason I haven't is because um, I just feel like I don't ever – back in the day, I just didn't want to look sex squarely in the jaw like that. Like I don't want to plan for it. I don't want to uh, plan not not plan for it. I just want to sort of like I just had kind of a like like imagine a dog that might be a stray. You don't want to stare directly at it. You just kind of allow it to be in your space and you're in its space. And who knows what could happen? You might end up sleeping with the dog. Does anyone know what I'm talking about? I do believe in planning for sex in terms of having condoms on hand. So I just want to say that. But other than that, who knows? Did you have something to say, Gary? You don't. Okay. Why did I think you did? Oh, I like the way you're tucked, you've tucked your pen into the headphone strap. For a second, I thought you had some crazy hair thing happening. Got to keep the pen ready. Is that what all you engineers do? Uh, Lynch does it with his hat. Yeah, I saw that. But right, so you're... No, okay. that's the first time I've ever done that. I think it, I think it could be a good look for you. I, thank you. You're welcome. I'm not sure I agree with you, but I appreciate the vote of confidence from the only female in this building. I guess I should learn to listen to you. You know, I have referred to myself as such. And then someone pointed out that Lynette and Stephanie are on the network. And yes, they are, but I hardly ever, like, they, they record at some we, early different daytime. We specifically record at times when no one else are around. I, I don't think they qualify. They're the only, there are other women on the network, right. but they are. They're never in the building. in the building yeah. when everyone else is. Right. Wait, why do you specifically – why do oh, you do that that's not, that's not why – right. that's not the motivation behind it. But because they have kids. Yeah, it's got to be a time. schedules, right. it's, it's, it tends to always be a morning time activity. And 
I don't know if Adam purposely avoids it or if it's coincidence, but Adam seems to never be around, and thus there's really never anyone else around except me and maybe Fondelier. Mm-hmm. You know what else is a morning time activity? The segue would have worked if the sentence had ended sooner. Eating delicious, giant, juicy, dipped strawberries like the ones that you can get from Sherry's Berries. Giant, freshly dipped strawberries from Sherry's Berries starting at $19.99, over a 40% savings. Go to berries.com, click on the microphone, and type in best friend. And for my listeners, double the berries for just $10 more. These berries are so good. I have eaten more than I even want to admit to myself because they're that if 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 you're around them you'll be like oh i'm just going to look at them i'm going to admire the fact that there <laughs> are ones that are white chocolate with dark chocolate swizzle on them there's dark chocolate there's milk chocolate there's ones that are covered in nuts or they have chocolate chips on them they're beautiful how do they get strawberries so big i don't know but i think i just have to eat them or maybe that's just me but it's not just me because i've given them as gifts and everyone who has received them has commented on the fact that they've never had chocolate dipped strawberries that are this good So that's why you guys have to go to Sherry's Berries and order up your delicious strawberries. 40% off. You just need my code BESTFRIEND when you order for enormous, romantic, fresh, juicy, mouth-watering, amazing, awesome strawberries. And here's the only way to get this amazing Valentine's Day deal. Call 866-FRUIT-02 or even better, visit berries.com. That's B-E-R-R-I-E-S.com. Click on the microphone in the top right corner and type in best friend. Go to berries.com, click on the microphone and type in best friend. Hurry, offer ends Wednesday. And if you want to send a photo to me and let me know, you can either send a photo to show off your berries and your nuts, or you could just let me know how uh, how the gift was received. Because a lot of people have tweeted me or emailed me afterwards to tell me that whoever received the berries loved them. Because you have to be a monster not to. Some kind of monster who doesn't appreciate things that are wonderful. And you know what else is wonderful? Flowers. There's no woman out there that does not appreciate flowers. I remember, I think the, my first ever... Uh, appearance on the Adam Carolla show, I was telling him that. I was saying that oftentimes people think that, uh, like, they forget that flowers are the perfect gift for Valentine's Day. Um, But I would say more than just the perfect gift for Valentine's Day, possibly a required gift. And you know who has beautiful flowers? Pro flowers. It'll impress her friends. She'll be like, oh, wow. Whoever sent those is uh, is a pretty amazing person. And you could be that amazing person. 100 blooms of love and a free glass vase from my friends at Pro Flowers for just $19.99. That's 50% off. 100 gorgeous and colorful blooms. It's a huge bouquet. It really is. I have one at home right now, and every day I look at it, and I'm like, wow. It's, uh, it's so healthy looking because I don't have a green thumb. I have the opposite of a green thumb. I have something where, like, I could just look at a tree, and it'll wilt. I'm a very giving person who's filled with wonderful, kind thoughts, and yet nature hates me. But these flowers from Pro Flowers, I've had them for days now, um, and they're, they, they just seem to be getting more beautiful and colorful looking. It's amazing. And they're real. I touch the petals and everything. Um, so huge bouquet, 50% off from Pro Flowers. For just $10 more, you can get a spa kit and gourmet chocolates. You just need my code best friend when you order. Order today for Valentine's Day delivery. You can't beat the price or convenience. Pro Flowers was recently awarded the highest customer satisfaction with online flower retail retailers from JD Power and Associates. 
can visit jdpower.com for more info on that. So here's the only way to get this amazing Valentine's Day deal. Call 800-PRO-FLOWERS, that's P-R-O-FLOWERS, and mention best friend, or go to proflowers.com, click on the microphone in the top right corner, and type in best friend, that's proflowers.com, click on the microphone, type in best friend, order now. I also need to say something about sex and Valentine's Day. And all the Valentine's Day sex you're going to have. Uh, you don't want to mess it up. Don't uh, just be don't be bad in bed. No one wants that. And you might think you're not, but I've heard you are. So here's how to get your lady to think you're a hero and to spice things up in the bedroom. Because an unspicy bedroom is a bedroom that no one wants to be in. Unless you don't like things that are spicy. I mean, I don't actually. But in the bedroom, I would. Go to bettersex.com and learn how to dramatically improve your sex life and make sex fun. Bettersex.com has thousands of items to add intense pleasure to your love life, including adult toys, vibrators, sexual solutions, as well as sex ed and adult DVDs, all backed by their 100% satisfaction guarantee. You can even check out bettersex.com to learn techniques that will rock your partner's world. Bettersex.com has everything you need for fun sex. Fun sex, you guys. That is sex. That is fun. And if you enter friend, because I'm, you know, Alice Knows your best friend, friend at checkout, you'll save 50% off any one item and get three free erotic videos and free shipping. There's also expert advice brought to you by Sinclair Institute, America's trusted leader in sexual health, with a slogan like more sex, better sex more often, which incidentally is also my slogan. It kind of says it all. Go to bettersex.com today, enter friend at checkout, and save 50% off any one item. Get three free videos and free shipping. That's bettersex.com. Enter the word friend at checkout. It's a great deal. It'll improve your love life. And uh, you'll be happy you did. And once again, you guys, when there's a promo code or anything like that, um, if you want to help out the show, which I hope you do, enter it because then the people uh, who, you know, the company will know that you came to them via my show and then I'll get credit for um, the thing that you you buy, and then you'll get credit because what it is is an amazing gift or an amazing thing for you. I say just buy the berries and the flowers and the vibrators for yourself. That's what I say. And then share them with a friend. You guys, this is the episode with Melissa Stetton. Uh, I think you'll love it. I know that I do. I did. I did and I do. I'm in the process of loving it. Not in that way, but you know what I'm saying. Um, And uh, I'm trying to think if there's – do I need to tell them anything else, Gary? Hmm? (laughs) Uh, Well, if you're looking for a little bit more Allison Rosen. Oh, yes. That's right. And they probably are. Right now they're probably thinking they could use a little bit less. But but you know what? It's like like a salad (laughs) where – you you know what? This happened to me the other day. I ate a lot of zucchini so much that I kind of had a stomach ache. And I'm like, I have a stomach ache, but I'm still hungry. That's not what I want to say that I am. That's actually because the thing with the zucchini is it wasn't satisfying. So I guess that's what I'm saying. I'm not satisfying, but there's a lot of me. But later you're going to want more of me because you're going to realize there's a deficit of me in your ears. That's why you need to get the live Bonus episode from L.A. Podfest with Doug Benson and Greg Proops as the guests, and that is available for $1.99 in the comedy album section of the iTunes store. Okay, you are now allowed to listen to this episode, part one. Here it comes. I love you. Allison Rosen, Allison Rosen is your new 
Hey, everyone. Hi. Hello. Welcome to another episode of Allison Rosen is your new best friend. My guest today is Melissa Stetton, model, writer. A- are you an actor? Sure, I'm an actress. As actress, actor. Act- I never know whether to say actor <laughs> or actress. I worked at Time Out in New York, and they used actor to mean both. And at first, that always sounded like and read really weird to me, and then I got used to it. And now, for some reason, I just say it. But it sounds stupid. So you're an actress. Sure, part time. Part time. Okay. <laughs> Any other vocations that I missed? I think you hit them all. All right. Um, and you just started writing a column for Vice UK. Yes. Right. And I read that and I enjoyed it. Oh, thank you. Yeah, very it nice. Just came out a few days ago. Mm-hmm. And I follow you on Twitter and Instagram, and I think you're hilarious. And I know that you're pitching something because I've seen some pictures with the caption "pitching." Pitching with no G. <laughs> it's slang for pitching. Right, yeah. right. What are you pitching? Um, I've been going to lots of general meetings. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> I talk about general meetings and how much I don't like them. They're so... Oh. I've been to a few that were nice, but people are like, we want to meet Melissa. We want to meet her because we read her blog and we love her. Then I go and they're like... Okay, cool. Yeah, well, let us know uh, if you have anything we, you want to take a look at. I'm yeah. like, but I, I have things, and you didn't listen I know. to me. I know. I feel like <laughs> generals, it's like, do you want to drive a really long ways to come meet me for something useless? <laughs> and then sometimes a really they bad take, attitude, though. Yeah. Sometimes they take, like, it's like, okay, well, your meeting got pushed back three weeks. Yes. I'm like, it's a general meeting, and it got pushed three weeks. What do you people do all day long? Right. They have meetings about meetings to talk about meetings. I know. more meetings. Well, so at your general meetings, how does it go? Is it like mine where it's mostly just like small – it's just I walk out of there being like, ugh. Some of them are good. Some of them are like people are like, oh, yeah, that's such a cool idea. We want to work with you. We want to do whatever. Some people are like – yeah, I don't know where that fits in on a network, or I don't know. Do you have it's an actual not... show idea? And if yeah. you don't want to go into too much detail, that's okay. But if you want to go into detail, by all means, do you have an actual show idea that you're pitching yeah, right I now? Yeah, I do. I have a, a manager that's been helping me out who found me mm-hmm. through when I did this whole that whole plane excursion. Yes, okay. Thing. I was just <laughs> filling um, Gary in on this. I was I was pulling putting the pieces together for him. Um, so what happened is uh, you your boyfriend is James Gunn, yes? yes, and he posted a photo of the two of you, and he said like with Melissa Stetton, you know, whom I met on the Adam or somehow included Adam and me in the tweet. Yeah, and I was like, huh. You know, or whatever. And then he explained that I had mentioned you on the show. And yeah. again, I was like, hmm? Because we do it every <laughs> Say day. Say what? Who? Yeah. Huh? And then he reminded me that um, you're the model who was on the plane. And anyway, fill us uh-huh. in on that story. Yeah, I was on a plane coming back. I was flying from L.A. to New York. And I was sitting next to this guy. And he was drunk and he was hitting on me, but he was saying, like, the cheesiest stuff possible. And I was like, this is kind of funny. And I was on Virgin and they have in-flight internet. So I was on Twitter the whole time. So I was just tweeting everything that he was saying. But without a name or anything, I didn't know. Right? Who, I had no idea. No, he didn't, his name was Brian. Okay. I didn't know his last name. But, like, you weren't know. identifying him. No, I You no were idea. just writing what he was saying, the cheesy stuff yeah. he was saying to you. Yeah. And then one of my thousand whatever followers wrote back. Oh, is it this guy with a link to his IMDb? Because he said he was with the mo- on a movie with Kurt Russell or whatever. Uh-huh. And I'm like, oh my god, that's the guy! And it's then, such a weird, small, yeah. electronically connected world that you can just say something like that and it's then someone so funny, yeah. And then it, it, my friend who tweeted me was like, 
Oh, ask him how his wife and two kids are. And you had no idea. I right? had no idea. I didn't know he was not. I had no. I felt kind of bad at first, and then then I got a lot of like backlash from people saying, "Why would you try to ruin this guy's life? He's an alcoholic." And I'm like, I had no idea. He was either. I didn't know he was married. I didn't know he was a recovering alcoholic. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was some creepy guy hitting on me. Right. So, so there was a lot of debate on the websites on the internets about that how did it where was it initially written about um was it gawker uh i think yeah gawker and the guardian yeah i wonder how they picked it up well it was this guy who follows me on twitter his name is chase he sent me a message he's like hey do you mind if i take a screen cap of this and put it on oh something something i don't remember it was some website that he has or something Mm. and Okay. Yes. So we talked about that on the Adam Carolla show, and I think it was a tangent, though. It was related to say it was that wasn't the news story. It was just related to something that we were talking about, and then sort of got into a debate about Mm -hmm. whether people should be tweeting all the time. I I think they should because I tweet all the time. Yeah. So, um, uh, you know, I just want to justify that. But uh, (laughs) and and that was the episode that James Gunn was on. Yeah. Um. But then, but that's not even how you guys met, right? No, he started following me on Twitter, and I saw that he was. I was like, wait, how do I know this guy? I'm like, oh, he wrote this Donut Dead or whatever. And I had just gotten my heart broken by this one guy. That's a long story. Uh, But anyway, I I sent him a message on Twitter. I'm like, hey, how's it going? (laughs) He wrote back. He's like, oh, you're the girl I was just talking about on the Adam Carolla show. Oh, that's crazy I'm like, oh, wow, that's so funny. And then... And then what happened? Because that doesn't seem like enough to start a relationship. And then then he, we just started talking back and forth. And then he's like, hey, do you want to go out? I'm like, yeah. Was this all on direct message on Twitter? Uh, Yeah. Well, eventually, like, we exchanged phone numbers. Right. And then started texting and then beep up texting and then calling and then, yeah, we hung out. It was awesome. That's so sweet. Now, when people ask how you met, do you feel weird at all explaining that? I'm not saying it's kind you of should, a long but... story. Whenever people ask, I'm like, okay, well, we met on this podcast because I was doing this thing on this airplane, and then this happened. But no, it's funny. I like I like crazy long stories about mm-hmm. how people meet. Now you have I've noticed you've been tweeting a lot, maybe a lot's too much, a fair a fair amount uh, about always dating guys that are twice your age. <laughs> Maybe it's only two tweets, but to me that's enough for it to be a lot. There have been quite a few of those recently. No, it's kind of, I like I make fun of myself because my past few boyfriends have all been like 43, my other one was 40 50 40 40 58. That is really old. <laughs> it was 50. Uh, that's old. Wow. I don't know. I, I haven't I broken the 50 barrier. Well, when I started, my other boyfriend, Anthony, my ex-boyfriend, he was 49 when we started dating. Is that Anthony Kumia? Yes, that is the one. Of Opie and Anthony, right? Is that the one who broke your heart? No. There was some other guy in between. What old guy was that? There was a guy. (laughs) I all have boyfriends. No, there was a guy in between Anthony and James who actually met on Twitter and I was living in New York, and he was living in L.A., and we were talking, and then we were sort of in love, and then came to L.A., and then he broke up with me, like, four times, and then... In the span of what? Like a month. Wow. That's a lot of breaking up and getting back together. Yeah, it was weird. It was the weirdest relationship 
I've ever been in. But in the midst of all that, I met James. So I was like, oh, yeah, James is, he's just totally normal and awesome. And yeah, it all worked out. God, I have so I I want to know about the weird relationship. I want to know about <laughs> Anthony. I also want to know about the trend of dating older guys. Um, Let's start with when did that start? And how old are you? I'm 28. Okay, so have you always liked guys who are older than you? No. Uh, well, I mean, a little bit older. Like I've always my first boyfriend when I was 17. He was like 23. Mm-hmm. Which that's is kind, crazy. That's that's, that's a, a it's a old good for age 17. Though. Yeah, yeah. At that age. Yeah. Right. So, so then did, but like, have you ever been in love with someone your own age? Um, no, no. My first boyfriend, I came to LA, he was 10 years older than me. Hmm. And then what did I had you, a boyfriend who was like two years older than me, but he felt really young. Yeah. So felt like a kid. What do you think that's about? I don't know. Um, I don't know. Maybe I, I've always hung out with older people. Like I've always felt more... I was like more grown up or like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just like outgoing, confident guys. Yeah. And that seems to be easier to find when they're older. Are you, um, do you have siblings? Yeah, I have one older sister. And where did you grow up? Kalamazoo, Michigan. Yes, I, in the column <laughs> that you wrote, you said Kalamazoo, parentheses, yes, that's a real place. Yes, it exists. <laughs> that, yeah, yes, it exists, right. <laughs> Um, what was your childhood like? It was, I grew up pretty lower class, I guess, kind of like just shitty, like suburb Kalamazoo. Uh, my parents, they're still married. They they still live in the same house that I grew up in. So it's kind of nice to go back to Kalamazoo and visit them. Um, I was sort of, I felt like I was kind of like the popular smart girl up until like ninth grade. I got into high school and then like. All the girls start like stop talking to me, and like I was kind of like the weird outcast. And my best friend was like two years older than me, and she graduated, so I was like I had braces and zits, and I was start going to raves. (laughs) For for how long (laughs) did they stop talking to you? Just forever. Like I got into high school, and they were like, "Oh, we're the rich." Pretty girls, and I was like, oh, I don't have any money to go to the mall with you guys. So, <laughs> because I went through a fate, I was actually just talking about this on someone else's podcast. And after talking about it extensively, I was like, okay, I just spent a long time talking about something that was short lived <laughs> in seventh grade, but that yeah. scarred me for a long time. Um, I, yeah, I was always like, I was never super popular, but I was, you know, I had a firm spot in the unpopular group, I'd mm-hmm. say. Um, and then in seventh grade, I don't know what happened. Like uh, this new girl came in and kind of pushed me out of our little group, and I was the the outcast for probably only a couple months. But it stuck. It was so painful, and it stuck with me for so long. Yeah, it's weird. Was what was it like for you to suddenly? be the outcast i kind of didn't care i i found like because oh, you're secretly cool i'm secretly cool yeah. yeah i felt like i was secretly better than everyone else mm-hmm. so i found this like i had my friend brandon and my best friend lizzie who's still my best friend uh we just would hang out with kids who were like older like we would start going to raves like in detroit and chicago were you doing ecstasy i d- i've done it a few times i didn't really do it a lot I don't know how. I, I was always the responsible one. I always drove us mm-hmm. I had a car. So. Did you enjoy the music that was played at raves? Um, most of it. There's, I mean, there's a lot of awful techno music out yeah. there, but I like. I was into like the Chicago house music, all that kind of like soul stuff. 
You were very cool. I can feel it. I can feel the coolness. I never went to. I never actually went to a rave. But my friend Jody, who did not go to the same. Well, no. At this point, we were going to the same school. But I think she was already going to like alternative schooling. Yeah. Um. She was very popular and very cool. And she and her boyfriend were going to raves. I feel like. I wonder if he was promoting raves. I don't know. I feel like everybody was yeah, promoting. If raves. you go to raves, eventually you have to. You have to start. You start I guess. throwing them. Yeah. I just know. I know that one evening we put a bunch of rave flyers on cars in a parking lot. And that was actually strangely fun, which yeah. is sad. There were fewer entertainment options back in those days. Um, but I never actually went to one, but I did a lot of research at the time because I was like, going to get my nerve up to go to one, but I never actually did. Um, and this was, I'm a little older than you mm-hmm. or, or a lot. So I don't know if you remember, or if anyone in this room or in the other room remembers the episode of 90210, where they went to a, they exchanged an egg to get directions to the rave, oh, and then I remember someone that. was selling Euphoria. Uh huh. Yeah. I definitely remember that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's like so. always these weird little hotlines you had to call. Yeah, it was a recording. It's like, go down I 94, get off on this exit, mm-hmm. come to a red door. And then, like, it's like a mystery. Now, I imagine it is just a giant warehouse that's yep. kind of steamy with, yep. a, with a, like, that and just a bunch of people with that's stupid exactly hats what and pacifiers. Is. Yeah, that's exactly. I, then I really didn't need to go, I guess. Yeah. It's fun if you're in high school and you're like, ooh, secret underground party. Yeah. Like no one else in my high school was going. So I felt kind of cool going right. to that. Gary, did, were raves <laughs> even going on by the time you were of rave age? Yeah. Um, yeah, but no one went. Oh. No one. It was very. It was a very small group of kids that went to raves and stuff and i was never close to associated with those kids yeah i that's not really my kind of music um i don't think it's anyone's kind of music unless there's someone who goes to raves right maybe like i don't really listen to it at all really anymore yeah like i'll listen to it i'll be like ew i listened to like bad boy bill <laughs> I'm like, okay so you so you were cool and you were going to raves <laughs> And then what happened? Then wh- where did your life go after that? Uh, then I I had this boyfriend, my older boyfriend, who was 23 and I was 17. How did um, you guys meet? We, why, I don't remember. Oh, wait, I worked at this pizza place in Kalamazoo <laughs> and like his friends work there. And I like met him through there. He was racing cars. He was a car racer. Oh, wow. And I was like, I want to do this too. So I started dating him and then we started autocrossing our cars with his friends. I don't even know what that means. It's like racing. Like, there's, there's like, two-mile-long courses. There's a bunch in Michigan that are, like, people take, like, their Ferraris and their BMWs. And I had my little Volkswagen GTI. And we would go autocrossing. Mm-hmm. Is this cars. something that you're still into? Uh, I ha- No, I haven't done it since I lived in Michigan. But If Adam fun. were here, he would have a boner. I did drive a NASCAR last summer. It was fun. It was so fast. What kind of car do you drive now? I drive a. I actually drive a Volkswagen GTI now, a newer version than what. Well, there you go. I had. I love the Germans. <laughs> German engineering is great. Um. So okay. So that. So then. So you're. You had an older boyfriend. You were working at a pizza place, uh-huh. and then you went to college. Uh huh. And what did you study there? Uh, I studied business. <laughs> what did you think you wanted to do at that point? I had no idea. I'd always been doing photography since high school, and I sort of minored in photography. But I was like, I could never make a living doing this. That's crazy. So I'll go to school for something real. Mm-hmm. And then I just 
so just like generic business because yeah. that'll lead to yeah of course. dollar signs of course and then I just got bored with that and then I moved to LA was that t- in order to model no not at all okay I never ever <laughs> really yeah my best friend Lizzie moved here there goes my telephone and she I came out to visit her and I was like, why don't I just live here? This what, is like, what was she doing out here? She was acting. Okay. Her is this a Lizzie that I would have heard of? No, probably not. Her okay. sister's like this crazy B-movie actress star, and she got her like in all these crazy movies. So I came to visit her, and then I was like, oh, just move out here. Mm-hmm. And yeah. just Was your family like, what are you doing? No, they were pretty excited, because if I was in Kalamazoo, I'd probably have like five kids by now and like be fat, eating deep-fried Green beans. <laughs> is that I've never been to Kalamazoo. Is that all there is there? It's a lot of deep fried food and pizza. Evidently, there's a lot of good pizza and raves and raves. <laughs> pizza raves. And pizza deep raves. Fried foods. So you came out here. Mm-hmm. Did you live with Lizzie? Uh no. I lived. I just had like roommates, random roommates that I found Craigslist. What year was this? Oh, it's so long ago. Maybe 2006. I think. Okay, and so then. Well, when did the modeling? When did that, that start? That didn't start until about two or three years ago. Okay. Well, wait. What was go- okay? Then you got to go from <laughs> 2006 to that. That was. I was just in LA, um, kind of just having like whatever random jobs, mm-hmm. not really knowing what I was doing, just kind of staying alive. I worked at a gay bar for a while. Bartending? No, I was like the 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 uh, office assistant lady oh, in the bar. How was that? It, it was fun. I really like working for the gays. They're awesome. <laughs> They're awesome people. And then somehow I got like f- a lot of my friends were photographers. They're like, oh, can we use you for our portfolios? I'm like, all right, because like you're tall and skinny. Mm-hmm. So then I got some really awesome photos out of that. And everyone's like, you should go to a modeling agency. You should go to open call. So I went to one and they're like, yeah, sure, we'll sign you. And then Started going out on auditions and castings and making money. Well, I'm a model now, I guess. (laughs) Because I read your column, I know that the first few places you went to did not sign you, though. That was in New York. Oh, okay. And LA, I got an agency here. Okay. So New York, they're just jerkier there. Oh, they're awful. Are are they awful there, but not awful here? Um, actually, they're. They're just awful everywhere. <laughs> if you're not like a 16 year old who's six foot tall, it's really hard to get an agency. Right. Yeah. So, and what kind of modeling do you do primarily? Just mostly print stuff, like print ads and showroom fit modeling, mm-hmm. where like the clients will come in from like Saks Fifth Avenue or Neiman Marcus will come in to see like the new collections of like the new season, and then they'll just have models put them on and they walk around. Like, dee, dee, dee. look mm-hmm. at these. Do you enjoy it? Um, not really, which is why well, I moved back to L.A. from New York to try to not do modeling anymore. I mean, so I, I, it might surprise you, but I have never modeled, so I don't know exactly. <laughs> no, I haven't. I know that I give off that air of yeah, a certain way so I carry snooty. myself. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and I was eating Kleenexes earlier. I, do models actually do that? I've, I've heard never that. heard you ever, of that. You haven't heard that? I, I, I think I, I read I think it I've somewhere. Heard yeah. It was like cotton balls or something. Yeah. Um, I've never witnessed that. You haven't? Have you witnessed weird model behavior? It's like throwing up, yeah. Like before runway shows. 
I've, to I've look skinnier or because of nerves? Because that's just, just what they do. <laughs> that's just what they do. It's just, okay, that makes sense. Oh, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so as I was saying, I uh, don't have extensive modeling experience, although I think I, like to think I have a, li- a nice smile. Um, but, like, what's it like? Is it just, I mean, I would imagine it's feeling judged all the time. Yeah, it's really, it's rough because I did, well, I, I mean, I was doing it in L.A. for about a year, and I was making, like, decent money. And then once I moved to New York, um New York is hardcore. Like, that's where you work all the time. Like, L.A. is, like, you get a job, like, once a month, and it's just so lame here. So I was going out, like, 10 to 12 castings a day in New York. And, like, at first, people would look at you and be like, oh, no, why why are your thighs so big? You can't fit in my sample size clothes. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. I'm sorry. Because <laughs> I'm, like, 5'9". I'm, like, just barely cutting it. Mm-hmm. To like, and I don't weigh like 80 pounds like I'm still skinny but like there are girls who are taller and skinnier than me and it's like kind of intimidating and is that and younger and is that what they want I mean like yeah is anyone ever too skinny for a um job? actually yeah but I once got hired for a showroom job because the pants did fit me because they wanted someone who actually had like hips to wear the pants I'm like oh great now I'm like a fat model <laughs> thanks a lot um, so now you moved, why did you move to New York? Because I had a boyfriend named Anthony Kumia, who I had, I met while I was in New York on a job. I had met him there because I, I sent him a Facebook message like a while ago and he wrote me back like six months later. He's like, Hey, how's it going? <laughs> I forgot my Facebook password. I just remembered it. Are and you still, how are you? The message that you sent him was because you were a fan, right? Yeah, I was just like, hey, because I listened to a show for five years. I just wrote like, hey, I think you're awesome. Listened to your show for a while. Just wanted to say hi. That was it. Mm-hmm. Then you wrote back like six months later. Hey, how are you? <laughs> I'm like, oh, hi, how are you? And then we started texting. And I was like, well, actually, I'm going to be in New York for a job. Let's hang out and have a drink. And so we hung out. And since I'd been listening to a show for five years, it was kind of like I had known him. Because mm-hmm. it's every show's every day, four hours. So, like, we got along great, and then I started flying out to New York, like, every other weekend. And then I was like, why don't I just move to New York? He's like, come live with me. It'll be great. It's like, all right. Was it great? It was great for a while. <laughs> for how long? <laughs> it was great for about a year. And then what happened? And then I, it's it's turned into, like, a weird roommate. I, I moved in with him, like, immediately. Mm-hmm. And it kind of turned into, like, this weird roommate situation where, like, we were just kind of there hanging out with each other. It was just kind of, like, I kind of hated modeling. I was kind of depressed. And he was just, like, he likes to stay home and watch movies. And, like, I got kind of bored. And we just kind of broke up. How, uh, how, for how long did you live with him? Or how um, long was the relationship? It was about a year and a half okay so yeah. it was like rough for about six months is that yeah fair? yeah okay and then you moved back here yeah well i moved into we had gotten an apartment in the city in new york because his house is on long island mm-hmm. which is where i mainly stayed and we had gotten an, ap- an apartment in the city just where like, in the city in midtown 51st and 8th okay Hulk's so kitchen. yeah right by a studio by uh by Sirius. Mm-hmm. and so i just like in February, I was like, I'm just going to 
moved to the city and whatever. So I stayed there until July. And then I moved back. Um, were you excited about coming back? Mm, sort of. I, it was. It, I was kind of indifferent about it. I didn't really... Anthony was kind of like, hey, when are you going to move out and get your own place? I'm like, oh, uh, I'm working on it. And, like, I still had an apartment here. My best friend was here. I had a cat here. Kittler? Yes, Kittler. <laughs> that was from Instagram. <laughs> yes, Kittler was here. And um, my ma- my now manager, like, was like, I want to meet you. I want to, like, get you working and writing and acting. So it, there was a good reason to come back here. Mm. And I'm glad I did. Do you miss New York at all? Or I miss what, what it you- so much. Yeah. So, so much. I, I was planning on going back in January, February, if, like, L.A. wasn't working out. Mm-hmm. But I'm starting to get more work, so I don't know. I might still go back just for, like, Fashion Week and stuff. Yeah. I miss it so much. It's I, awesome. I lived there for, I always say 10 years, but really it was eight and a half, but I round up. It's time. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I was, uh, it was hard for me to move. I, I'm from, from the West Coast mm-hmm. originally. It was hard for me to move back. But my life and career and just everything is so much better out here. Yeah. And yet I still miss it. Like yeah. I, I lived in Brooklyn at the end and mm-hmm. I really miss Brooklyn and I just miss walking around. It's weird. That's what I, I miss yeah. not owning a car. I miss yes. being able to leave my apartment and go to like one of the five Starbucks that are like a block away or like going <laughs> to the grocery store, like hopping on the subway and being anywhere in like 15 minutes. Yes. I mean, I would just do my errands for the day or whatever and then go home and I would feel like I had accomplished something. Right. It's weird. It is. I mean, it's a tough place to live, but you do feel like you're accomplishing something by yeah, living there. Yeah, I felt there. more in shape, too, because yeah. I was walking everywhere, walking yes, down the subway yeah. steps. Yeah. Now I'm sitting in my car for hours a day. That was actually one of my biggest fears about moving back out here was, that, was weight gain um, because it is – it's uh, – hard to you like you have to make an effort to exercise here yeah whereas there it's just part of your daily yeah everything. i never really were, went to a gym or worked out it's just i would walk around the city or i like would instead of taking the subway i would walk like the extra 20 blocks mm-hmm. but now here i'm like i gotta fucking work out yeah this is bullshit yeah agreed <laughs> um but but do you feel like it was the right move for you i definitely because i don't want to be one of my biggest fears is being a model when i'm 30 even though a lot of girls in my agency are like 30, 31, 32, and they're still working regularly, I'm like, I just don't, I don't want to do that when I'm 30. Why? Because it's, I feel like I should have a real job. I don't know, even know what that means. <laughs> but I, And I, I like writing. I think it's really, it makes me happy. Mm-hmm. As opposed to like just standing in front of a camera smiling. Right. Like I get all these like cool pictures of myself and I'm like, great. What do I do with these? <laughs> But, like, if I write something that I really like, I'm like, okay, I feel like I did something. And when did you start writing? Um, Just about a year ago. I just started writing about the girls that I meet modeling and the photographers. And Was that on your blog? Mm-hmm. And where, uh, what's the URL or where do people find it? It's melissawashere.com. Okay. Yeah, what made you start doing that writing on, it was, on the blog? I got really – a lot of the things – that I did were ridiculous like I would wait three hours in a hallway for a casting or like the crazy designers who would like say things to me like blah your thighs are too big this is ridiculous get her out of here and would I'm they like, really say that yeah so they really talk like you're just a piece of meat right yeah. in front of you and like they would treat you I never got treated 
awful, but they definitely treated you like you were just like a walking mannequin. Mm-hmm. Like that's all you were. And I'm like, this is kind of fucked up. Do, do other people talk about being bothered by it, or is that just um, a lot of the I girls? I can't imagine that. Let me start that sentence in a way that'll allow me to finish the sentence. <laughs> I feel like that would hurt everyone's feelings. Um, it sort of does. I mean, a lot. I'm, I'm used to it now. Now it's like you can say whatever you want, and I don't take it personally because really? I know that's okay. just part of the job. But at first, it really like got me down, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm fat and I'm ugly and I'm not tall enough. But now it's like I don't, I don't care. Mm-hmm. It's a part of the job, and I, f- I just feel bad for girls who are 16 and 17. And, like I've seen a lot of the girls cry. Like, one girl cried. I mean, she's 17. She's from Texas. She's, like, the sweetest blonde girl. She carries around a Bible with her and, like, does her homework. Oh, wow. And she got yelled at once because, she, like, she didn't want to take off her bra because the shirt was see-through. She's like, I don't know what to do. Though. I'm like, it don't work. Like, don't take off your bra. You know what to wear a see-through shirt. You're 17. Like, don't yeah. worry about it. Like, don't let people push you around. They were yelling at her over that? Yeah. And she was crying. I'm like, don't let it get to you. Jeez. Like, that's, just ignore these people. Shouldn't she have a... a- don't you have to be 18? Yeah, you do. And they're like, this is the business. This is how, what you're going to have to deal with. Jeez. Deal with it or leave. And I'm like, don't listen to people <laughs> say that. I Ugh. felt so bad for her. How how do castings work? They work. There's a lot of castings where if it's a bigger job, there will be like literally 500 girls there. Um, you sign your name in. You take a number. And then you wait for people to call you. You bring your portfolio in the room. They look through your book. And then they either, like, have you try on clothes or they take photos of you or they just go, okay, thank you, and you leave. And ha- and do you have a good sense of whether you booked something or not? Um, usually, yeah. If they, like, keep you there and, like, they have you try on a lot of things and they take a lot of photos of you, then they'll probably, yeah, they'll probably book you. But if they look at you and they go, okay, thanks. Do they ever tell you no, like, straight away? Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes they go, okay, no, thank you. Like, I prefer that rather Mm -hmm. than if they just look at you and go, thanks. Right. So you're like, wait, do you like me? Do you hate me? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Hmm. I completely lost my train of thought (laughs) Um, where we were. We were on L.A. versus New York. Then we were on castings. And, um, well, how are things going with James? They are good. He's actually sick this weekend with with like a cold or something. He has been he's spent the last 6 weeks writing his script for the new Marvel movie that he's doing and he hasn't really left his house in 6 weeks. So he'll write like 12 hours a day and he just finished it on Friday. So he had this weekend and he's like been super sick. And what movie is that? Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, that. But yeah. now I remember what I was what I was uh, what I was asking you, which was I was talking about your writing, mm-hmm. and so you started your your website or your blog because you were hearing these crazy things. Yeah, and um, and that's when you realized that you liked writing. Yeah, because people would comment on it and they'd be like, "Oh my god, this is really good. You're a good writer. This is interesting stuff. No one really ever. You're a model, and you can write sentences because a lot of models are <laughs> kind of dumb. I'm like, oh, thanks. But but more than that, you you are a good writer and you're funny. Um, yeah. But Thanks. so you had you never really realized had you never considered writing before? Um, 
No, I mean, I started using Twitter like a few years ago, and I'm like, oh, this is fun. I can write jokes and people laugh at them. And I know I never really wrote, mm-hmm. really, up until a year ago I started my blog, and I was like, oh, this is, I can actually do this. Right. People read this shit. <laughs> and how did the um, Vice column come about? Um, a One of the editors at Vice, he... Um, I think he just read my blog or found it through my, or he followed me on Twitter, and he's like, hey, would you like to write a weekly column for us about modeling, kind of like your blog, just more in-depth? I'm like, yeah, absolutely. So I just started writing for them. Mm -hmm. It's like my first actual writing job. It's pretty cool. So what, um, like, what is the, is the dream to be writing a TV show or a book, or what is your, what do you really want to do? I guess maybe both. I have a book proposal that I've, been giving to people and that would be fun Mm -hmm. um and writing like i wrote like it's like a pilot for a tv show i mean i just started writing um but that would be ideal like a a a world around modeling you wrote a whole pilot Mm -hmm. i'm impressed by that because it's not very good Well, then never mind. No. <laughs> it sucks. <laughs> because I, I've i been a writer for so long, and I cannot write a script. I just can't. I mean, I can, but I can't. Like, I, I think if I were, if someone said, um, either here's a gun to your head, or I'll give you a bazillion dollars <laughs> if you turn in a script by, like, tomorrow or the day after tomorrow, if they were mm-hmm. nice, you know, I could probably do it. Yeah. But I have so much trouble making myself, because it's just, a, it's not the format I think in, like, at all. I don't yeah. know. Was it hard for you? Not really, because it. I like like on Twitter. I like to write like quotes that people say or like funny jokes that people say. So I just went back and found like all of like my favorite tweets, and I kind of just used that as like structure for like jokes that people would say in. Oh, that's a good idea. Thing in the pilot. It's just about like kind of like the show Girls, but with models. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's kind of how I explain it. I like girls a lot. Me too. I love it. Yeah, I'm so excited much. for season two. Me too. I don't know when that's happening, but I'm excited for it when it does mm-hmm. happen. Um, okay, another. It's been a long day, and here comes another brain fart. God damn it! <laughs> Tweets, pilots. Oh, I know what I wanted to ask you. Um, the I think one of the first things I ever read on your website, you were you you said something which stuck out to me. Um, about like the emotional I don't know if it was emotional numbness but for lack of a better term it was emotional numbness that you experienced on the birth control pill oh yeah in Zoloft yes I wanted to ask (laughs) about that because it was around the time that I I went off the pill because it was making me so miserable and I tried a few different kinds um but I hadn't run into anyone else who described it in the way you did, which was how I had been experiencing it, which was like just like it was like someone turned the dial down. On, right. Like, just, like, what was your experience with it? Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. I, I was I've been taking Zoloft and low estrogen birth control pill for I've taken that for like five years. I'm not on I'm not on either anymore. Mm-hmm. But when I was on both, it's like it's like they kind of. They make you numb to yeah. emotions. Like yes, you, I'm like, I'm not sad, but I'm not happy. Right. I just like someone turn. It's like everything. Someone turned the, the colors down on my yeah. life. I just feel like I'm just it's, sleepwalking. I think I wrote like a, a blog about it, about Zolf, but I explained it. I, my sister got married in April and 
like during the wedding, like everyone was crying and everyone was up and it was like my best friend was crying, my parents. And I'm like, oh, this is really nice. I was just standing there like the maid of honor, like I kind of had no feelings. Yeah. It was weird. And like, that's the moment I realized I'm like, oh my God, this is the Zoloff. It's making me so, like I'm not, like I'm really happy for her, but like I never got really, really happy mm-hmm. or like really, really sad. And I was like, I have to stop taking this because it's just... So you, it's so awful. Do you think it was the Zoloft more than the low estrogen? I think it was a combination of both. Did you go off both at the same yeah. time? Now, why did you go on Zoloft? Um, I got I have like a lot of anxiety and depression, and it helped. It helped a lot with that sort of worrying about everything constantly for mm-hmm. no reason at all, and like having like social anxiety. Well, now you're speaking my language. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I got off of those just. Because, like, I broke up with Anthony and, like, it kills your sex drive as well. So it's like, I got to get off of this. I just stopped taking both of them. They, I, I find better. birth control does that, too. Yeah. So That's how it both works. of those were, like, it was, I just had, like, no emotions or no feelings. So I stopped taking those at the same time. And I felt great at, like for a few months. I'm like, oh, this is how I'm supposed to feel. Mm-hmm. This is great. And... But after getting off birth control, my skin's like breaking out, and I was like starting to get depressed again. So I just started taking another antidepressant a few days ago because I wanted to stay off of them. But like, I just I have like have that kind of brain where I just need to be on something. What are you on now? I'm on Lexapro. Oh, I've heard. <laughs> I, I know of people who've had a lot of. A lot of success with that one. I don't know. I've never taken um, any of those, so I don't personally know. But I do. I've taken them all. Really? What else have you taken? I've taken Effexor, Wellbutrin. <laughs> Is this all for depression or anxiety? It's all. It's both? for both. Yeah. Like I, after I got off of Zoloft this year, I was like, I'm never taking anything again. I'll totally just deal with it. Mm-hmm. And then the past few months, I'm like, I can't. I just I get so like discouraged and overwhelmed easily. I'm like, I just have to be on a pill yeah. to help me like be at an even level of, as everyone else. Are you hoping that it won't make you numb, though? Again? Yeah. Or is that, like, is, That's is my that biggest a sign fear. that it's working, or does that mean it's not the right one for you? It's a sign. I feel like a sign that it's working, because I haven't been depressed. <laughs> like, I mean, over a week, it's, it's definitely helped. Um, my fear is that it will kill, like, my creativity. Yeah. Like, because a, a lot of my favorite things that I've written are from, like, when I was really bummed or really pissed off. And, like, I write and it makes me feel better. And people are like, oh, that's such a great thing that you wrote. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, I was, like, fucking depressed as shit when I wrote right. it. So now I'm, I'm, I'm kind of worried about that. But I'll see how it goes, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I know. Um, sorry. This fogginess in my brain. <laughs> it's like we're talking about numbness and then. I, oh, yeah, I know. Um, at the beginning, when I went off off the pill, I was so happy to have my normal period moodiness back. Mm-hmm. Except now I'm, like, not enjoying the cramps and moodiness as much as I was right at the beginning. Yeah, that's the worst part about it, actually. You get, like, cramps now. Yeah. It sucks. It does. <laughs> it does. Except, I don't know, for me, I just, I did not like feeling, like, the... Not having the extremes of emotion, mm-hmm. it wasn't like oh, I just feel good all the time. Right. It was like I really you feel just, very I felt bland like, all yes. the time. Yes, 
I couldn't <laughs> care about anything. I wasn't in love with my boyfriend at the time. Yeah. I mean, I was. I knew I was, but I couldn't feel it in the way yeah. that I had. And that freaked me out, too. Like, I just felt like I don't care about anything in my life right now. Yeah, that's how I felt, yeah. too. Yeah. It's crazy. I wish there was birth control pill that didn't do that. I'm, I feel like there's, <laughs> there's got to be, gotta though, be right? One. Have you tried a bunch of different birth control pills as well? No, I've only taken low estrogen. Okay. Yeah, that's the that was the first one they put me on, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I tried... But see, according to my gynecologist, like I didn't really give it the college try because she's like, you have you should try something for three months before you really know. Yeah. And I, I switched like I did one for two months and then one for a month and then another one for a month. And then I said, fuck this. So <laughs> fuck I, it. Fuck it. Um, yeah. But actually, I have a song that I think goes with all the discussions of pills and whatnot. And it's a song from when I used to do the show on Ustream. Uh when we would do particularly ladyish type things, we would call it gal chat. And uh, I just wanted to bring that back into this show. My friends and I, the, the, the regulars on the show, were planning to like wear shower caps and bathrobes or pajamas and then do our gal chat segments like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then that didn't quite happen, although I think I did. I wore that stuff, but I don't think they did. But I know that at one point we all wore sombreros because that's kind of like my default. I default into sombreros. I can't help it. I don't know why. <laughs> um, but actually, this reminds me of something else that I wanted to ask you because I feel like I just read something that you wrote about this. Um, and during the gal chat segment of my show, I brought up the fact that I had been at an audition and um, the guy was like, OK, that's really good. Now, could you do it again, but do it more sexy? <laughs> it was like a show about gadgets. <laughs> so I don't know what that means, really. I don't know how to pull that off. So I was just like, OK. And I did it again. He's like, mm-hmm, OK, I feel like you just lowered your voice that time. So like do it again, like more sexy, like more Olivia uh, Munn. And I'm like, more Olivia yeah, Munn. This was back. Oh, no. This was back when that. No, I feel like someone could still say it. Pre-newsroom, you know, mm-hmm. um, when she was doing Attack of the Show. And I, he, he could have, like, it was as if he wasn't speaking English to me because I just, I don't, I don't know how to be sexy. I just don't. So my friend Corinne, who's quite the sex pot, um, was trying to explain it in a segment. And I still don't quite think I get it. But didn't someone, didn't. <laughs> Did I just read something you wrote where you were talking about someone telling you to do something but to be more – oh, no. Yeah, you were saying that you're kind of like the cutesy, sassy girl. Yeah. And so, did someone want you to be more sexy or something? Yes. This photographer in New York, I did a test shoot with him. Test shoots are, are shoots where you don't get paid. It's just to, like, update your portfolio. And this Russian photographer guy 
I just needed like I'm like the cutesy sassy girl with bangs. Like that's my <laughs> thing. I'm just like Melissa. Blah. But and you have but you have mixed feelings about your bangs, right? Oh my god, I don't know. I hate them every other day. <laughs> I don't <laughs> what know what kind of day are we them. having today. I kind of hate them today. Okay. Then I get them cut. And then I like them. Gotcha. But this guy was like. First of all, he was just the creepiest guy. He was like, I want you to be my Paulina Poriskova. Give oh, me yeah, you sexy. Do, you do look a bit like her. Kind of do. People yeah. say that a mm-hmm. lot. It's good. Yes, can I see that? Yeah, it is. Um, <laughs> and he's like, give me sexy. Yes. And I'm like, I can't. I can't. I just, just let me like look, give you a model scowl and let's be on with our days. But he's like, no, I need more sexy and more sexy. What does that mean, though? I don't know what that means. I can't do sexy. I can't. Kind I'm... of squint your eyes and like. It's <laughs> 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 like stupid. I don't know. I, I hate. Truly, I'm not being coy. I truly do not understand how someone does sexy. I understand the pantomime of it, like right. a burlesque of it, yeah, like a, sure. a faux, a comedic sexiness, like a wink. <laughs> but I don't understand. You know why? Because I think that the people I know in real life who have been described as sexy, I'm, I don't see why they're sexy. Like they, they sort of have bedroom eyes and they have yeah. a large chest. Yeah. Beyond that, I yeah. don't know what it is. They talk quietly. <laughs> there was a girl I went to college with, and every guy liked her, and she had a huge chest and sleep and sort of small eyes. She's and sexy. She talked quietly. I guess. Yeah. What is it, Gary? I don't know, but I'm still just obsessed with the idea of the guy telling you to do it sexier and then you pantomiming like a sexy dance. <laughs> I didn't actually do that, but... You should have. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Who's like... Like Scarlett Johansson. I was just going to say her. Is she the sexiest? She's sexy. Because she's got these like big lips. Yeah. And like her eyes are like... Smoldering. Seducive. Seductive. Wait, sed- seducive. <laughs> seducive. What the fuck? It's like that means you're conducive to sex. <laughs> seducive um I made up a word i mean what is it does, does sexiness suggest that you would be up for some sex should it appear any minute i don't get it gary weigh in you're a guy sexiness <laughs> means i'm just ready to fuck I, I Are you, is, it, is it a dtf situation <laughs> no definitely not because right because no. snooki's not sexy no because you can, you can look across a room and identify girls that are sexy at least i can if so they have a lot of cleavage showing. but That doesn't hurt. How much is it based on what they're wearing? Mm. Hey, that's, that's a tough question. Right. I, would like to, I would like to say not much, but that's probably bullshit. See, I just feel like I have no relationship to my own relative sexiness because people will – like I have no idea when I appear sexy and when I don't. I know – Ba- things based on what I'm wearing, but yeah, sure. You know, I just like that's no, the thing. If I, I, I'm I, not I aware, I can't ratchet it up, especially not in an audition or anything. No, I I, I can't do it at a Hot Pockets audition recently. Oh, you got to be sexy for Hot and Pockets. They're like, but they want they're like be the sexy girl who like comes up to a guy. The commercial's airing right now, where the girl like grabs the Hot Pocket out of his mouth and is like, mm, oh, this is hot. <laughs> seen that yeah you see i had auditioned to be that girl and i had to do that in the audition and it was one of the most embarrassing things i've ever done so you had to grab it out of his mouth and say uh, mm, this is hot but you didn't but get i did it. i went mm, this is hot <laughs> <laughs> then were they like do that more sexy 
yeah they said sexy and i was like oh this is my life this is what i'm doing with my life this is why i moved to la to make it in a hot pocket but were you just in a movie or a yeah. tv show or something yeah i did uh clark Gregg. he's he's he was in the avengers he mm-hmm. found me on twitter and he read my blog he's like hey i think you're really fun do you want to audition for my movie and i'm like yeah sure so i'll audition and i got it that's so cool it's just two lines but it's cool he was what, so cool what parts nice. you play I play a sassy PR chick. Huh. Yeah. A lot has happened to you via Twitter. Yes. That's great. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Hmm. Because I know that, uh, you know, Kelly Oxford? Love her. Well, she was saying that everyone's like, you know, look at all the stuff that's happened to you because of Twitter. But she she was saying when she did the Adam Kroll show that she was a writer before Twitter. Yeah, she was. Maybe you're like the real Kelly Oxford. Sometimes, yeah, a little. Yeah. She, yeah, she has. A, she's writing a movie. She's writing a book, and she has three kids. I don't know how she does it. Do you have this experience that I have? Oh, we're heading into just me or everyone territory. Sometimes I look at Instagram and I'm like, everyone I follow is at that party. I feel <laughs> like I, and I follow a lot of different people, but somehow I feel yeah. like they're all at something that I'm not at. That's funny because I just tweeted like a week ago. Hey, your Instagram photos. No, not you're not having as much fun as everyone else is. Mm-hmm. Then I'm like, trust me, I'm not having that much fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no one is having that much fun. I, I know. Yeah. I always look at them. I'm like, I wish I was there. Then like, I go to these parties. I'm like, I wish I was home. I know. <laughs> watching Netflix. <laughs> yeah. Are, now, are you? Uh, how social are you? Of um, a person. Not very. But you were more in New York. In that it was a problem in your relationship that he just wanted to stay home and be fifty. Yeah, I like going to I like going to a lot of shows, concerts, and movies. And I mean, I don't like going to the club or anything. All right, I don't really drink that much. So, I mean, I'm not really that. Social. Is that a Zoloft, Lexapro, Effexor thing, or is that just a you thing? That's kind of just a me thing. Mm-hmm. Like I'll go out every once in a while to like bars or places but not very much now are you are you and james living together no do you guys live near each other mm, i live in koreatown he lives in studio city okay and i'm at his house all the time though yeah yeah his house from the instagram photos his house looks very nice it's very nice and he very has a cute dog he does wesley mm-hmm. he's adorable oh. wait who's von spears then Oh, the dog's name is Wesley Von Spears. That's the dog's full name. Gotcha. I think we should do some Just Me or Everyone. Hey, you guys. It's Allison again. Don't forget to download part two on Thursday morning or Wednesday night if you're feeling ambitious. But but definitely do it by Thursday morning. Don't make me remind you again. Write it on your hand. I love you. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen Show?